Hello and welcome to the Post Up Podcast. This is Cyrus. I'm here with Kaonda. Um, we are ready for action. Kaonda, you know, sometimes they say you got to be good off the bench. Sometimes you just got to be ready to start the game right from the tip off. How are you doing? Are you ready for the tip off? Straight up, Cyrus. And for your information, I am now officially postseason K. Post you know what K. time it is. He's been activated. He's been activated. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. The NBA playoffs have been incredible. Incredible. Um, and the, the the key thing here is we got to talk about the series in the second round. Mm-hmm. And what we'll do on this particular episode is we'll talk about the two series that I think are highlighting what's happening in the second round so far. That's the Bucks versus Celtics series. And then you've got the Grizzlies versus Warriors series. Those two have been head and shoulders above the other two, yep. which is the um, 76ers taking on the Heat. Yeah. And then the... Um, uh, Phoenix Suns playing the Dallas, Dallas Mavs. Mavs yeah. uh, but then, you know, all of that can change. Things could really get spiced up. But before we get knee-deep into it, Kaunda, mm-hmm. I want to give the people our social media handles. It is at Post Up Podcast on Twitter, at Post Up Zone on Instagram, at Post Up Zone on Facebook. You can also go to postupzone.com for all things NBA from an African perspective. Uh, we'd like to thank our partner, Supersport.com. You might be listening to us on that platform, as well as our other partner, Betcoza. And we're at the pod house again, recording with the, 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 the best atmosphere you can find in a Johannesburg area. Now, Kaunda, we've spoken about our partners. We've spoken about the people that make this a great show. Let's talk about you and I. Let's talk about the NBA playoffs, the second round, the conference semifinals. Um, how are you finding everything? Exhilarating. I oh, had to dig deep. Somebody's <laughs> brought the thesaurus today. Um, I had nice. to dig deep, Cyrus. Nice. Um, I'm, lo- I'm loving what I'm seeing everywhere. I, I never love the injuries, so you know I'm not mm. loving what's happening to Joel Embiid no, and, no. and, and other players. But um, look, especially because there's a like like a thrilling matchup on the West yeah. and a thrilling matchup on the East. So I can't say, oh no, the West is more exciting than the East, or the East is more exciting than the West. Uh-huh. Each, 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 each conference has got one matchup that's like, wow, and another one that's like, okay, it might get interesting. Yeah. So, so I'm really liking what I'm seeing. And, and I think, um, first of all, I think my bracket is almost blown to pieces. <laughs> Smithereens. <laughs> right so, next to mine with this, this ashes, smoke, uh, all sorts. So, yeah, like, like you know, I'm, Thank I'm, you, Brooklyn I'm, Nets. I'm, I'm just, Lord, Brooklyn Nets, the Brooklyn Nets. And, oh. The Minnesota Timberwolves. I, I don't want to get into it. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to get into That's it. That's what we're here for, though, Calendar. But the Suns and 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 and, and them and are representing, and and the Grizzlies are representing for you. So 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 Cyrus, let me just say it. Exhilarating. That's how I'm yeah. finding it. I think this this is what playoffs basketball is about. I was yeah. watching some old playoffs basketball where, like Jordan, would get into it with with certain players. You know, like. Uh, Orlando Magic players and, and and Shaq and Kobe would get into it with with, with other yeah. teams and you know I was watching Shaq, I mean sorry Kobe versus the Celtics and and he was standing in between Garnett and Pierce and Allen and I'm thinking wow these guys really were ready to get to uh, fisticuffs yeah and then I'm watching the Grizzlies take on the Warriors and I'm like hold up. You think you're seeing shades of, of, of those great shades days. Shades of the 90s, bro. It's like, okay, okay. And and the early 2000s. Yeah, and the early 2000s, of course. It's interesting. I don't know. I mean, 
I think that in a way the refereeing has allowed more physicality in in most of the series, um, which has then allowed a little bit more aggression. Yep. But these players all know each other. Um, so it's not quite the same as before where you'd only see each other at games. Yep. You know, there's so many other functions. You got, you're probably repped by the same agencies or you have um, sponsors or partners in, mm -hmm. in common with a lot of these people. So, you know, there's, there's a lot that brings people together. But then I look at what's happening uh, on the court and you think, okay, it's about throwing down, right? And and that's what's happening. And, so, and this, that Grizzlies, Cyrus. Um, the, the Grizzlies Warriors series, there's been some crazy stuff happening. Cyrus, that doesn't matter at the end of the day. I'll give you an example. First of all, if you and I were both sponsored by a sporting brand, I still wouldn't agree with you on this podcast. When work. we're behind these mics, it's beef, Cyrus. When I, it's work, it's work, right? It's work. Now, let me tell you something. I was watching a documentary about Larry Bird. Yeah. Uh, and then there was a time he invited uh, Magic Johnson to his house, mm. and him uh, he had they had a barbecue as they call it. His yeah. mom cooked for them, and Magic thought, okay, when we meet on the floor, we're gonna be buddies we're, now. We're, we're, we'll be good. And the moment they stepped on that hardwood, Larry Bird gave him that we ain't friends no more. Look, this yeah. is work, and I think that's what's starting to creep into this new. Uh, era of players because there was a lot of kumbaya over the past like 10 years mm -hmm. and it was all about oh we're buddies or oh, let's do this well, you, I, and you, i know you're in the struggle together <laughs> the nba struggle look the, the, there's a, there's also a decorum and, and there's sportsmanship there's all sorts yeah, of other elements yeah. that come in you can't just be need i say um Meta World Peace or Rona <laughs> Test or, or, or Dennis just, Rodman. Just straight aggro. You know you can't just be straight aggro out there you can, you can be malice at the palace you know yeah but also, there comes a time when it's like, yo, Sai, I know you're my boy. Me and you always meet meet at Rich Paul's office. After the game is after the game. Yes, but during the game, I'm sorry, dude. You yeah. wear green for the Celtics, and I wear, you know, the 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 the, the, the wine for, for, for the Cavaliers. We are not friends at oh, the moment. Exactly. And I mean, you know, I, I get it. And I think yeah. that's what's made it really interesting. Yeah. I'm not sure if I totally agree with some of the stuff that's happened. I mean, you know, the 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 Draymond ejection and the flagrant two and all of that stuff. Not yeah. fun. Then Dylan Brooks um, on on uh, Gary Payton the second. Mm, and, oh, and I mean, oh, you man. see, that was dirty. That, Cyrus, look, that was dirty. No other word for it. But I, I think that when you look at that stuff, it has that has to be taken out of it. Mm. Where people say, okay, fine, you did this to our boy. Yeah. Okay, we're going to show you with a win. We're not going to necessarily show you with more aggression, more pain sent to your guys and trying yeah. to injure somebody. Nobody wants that. No, no, no. But we want somebody to say, we're going to beat you in the game. Then mm. afterwards, we're going to carry on talking that smack because you got to represent your guy, you know? I mean, yeah. isn't this what they always talk about in the sense that when, when your guy uh, falls, your teammates are the ones that have got to pick you up, right? I think there's a, a great player coined that recently. You're just avoiding his name. But big shout out to LeBron James. How you doing? I, I, I don't have to avoid his name. I was I was teeing it up for you, bud. But anyway, you know I'm you not know. gonna avoid bigging up the king. I was teeing it up for you, but but in essence, that's the thing. So you you need to be able to to gather yourself as a team and then work through it. Let's go sure. through these games while right. while while we're at the beginning of the podcast here, because I think the series with with Milwaukee and Boston really is fascinating to me in the sense that you know we talked about injuries having a, a, a massive say in and it all they always do yeah. when it comes to the postseason um but the bucks in game one it was as if chris middleton wasn't even on the roster you know winning game one 101 to 89 they were just superb conversely the celtics were really terrible and when yeah. you look at that game Giannis with his second postseason triple double he was incredible 
though not playing at the best level um, in, in that game. Because, yes, he might have scored 24 points, had 12 assists, and grabbed 13 rebounds. Mm-hmm. But he would only it was only 9 for 25 from the field. Yeah. So the, the Celtics' defense on him was just superb. I mean, Al Horford rolled back the years like no one's business. He was incredible on Giannis in game one, though the Bucks ran away with it, right? Yep. He then uh, look at game two. But before we go to game two, let me show you. Let me tell you what happened in game one. Uh-huh. Yanis showed the Boston Celtics that he is not Kevin Durant. Yeah. With all due respect to KD. No, but, but but they shut down it was KD. A totally different they, game. They shut down Kyrie and they thought, okay, tall, lanky guy that shoots and gets into the paint pretty well. Maybe we can do the same as what we did to the other tall, lanky guy. And he was like, no, I eat jollof. <laughs> don't mess with me and I, and I, and I think to, that's what Yanis brought to them like no 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 you don't, you don't, you don't mess with me I, I eat jollof I, I eat bitter leaf soup I, I, I get he, down he's got all of the, the food stuffs yes uh, but but I think though though um, Kondo when you look at the two games game one and game two because yeah. game two the Celtics were just so much better they they struggled in game one they mm. were shooting so, so poorly yeah. I mean if you look at their numbers right in game one um, they were like 28 of 30, of 84 from from you know uh, field goal range. So they had a 33.3 percent field goal uh, percentage. That reminds me of you on the court, Cyrus. With all due respect, look, uh, no respect given. <laughs> I, I I know where this is coming from, and I will be handling my business next time we're out on the court. But then when you look at it from three point range, mm-hmm. the Celtics were 18 of 50. They shot 36 percent. Wow. Game one was an it was an absolute horror show. You then counteract that with but, game but, two, but Cyrus, and they they picked everything up. Don't you think? What, do you think the element of the fact that we are playing the reigning champions played a part in that? And like, they they they, they knew how to handle the Bucks. I mean, the Nets. Sorry, because the Nets. You know, maybe they watched tape or whatever. But when the Bucks came, it's one of those like, oh, it's the high school bully that just entered. The, the, I, I the think playground. The Celtics, how, I think how the do we Celtics felt that they what what would work against the Nets would work against the Bucks. Not uh-huh. necessarily from a game planning perspective, but in yeah. terms of the way they approached it. Okay. So as you were talking about Giannis showing that he wasn't KD, that mm. is exactly what happened. It was the sense that they were like, okay, fine, we'll build a wall, make it tough for him to score uh-huh. uh, off his shooting. Yeah. But the reality with Giannis is that he will get you once he's close to the rim. He, he's generally going to score. And yeah. in that game one, he was bad. I mean, he missed a heck of a lot of shots, but it was wasn't bad because he was able to bring his teammates in. Game yeah. two, and this is the point I was going to make, is that there were two things that happened. The mm-hmm. Celtics found their shooting form, and boy, did they find their shooting form. I mean, they shot 46.5% from three, uh, making 23 pointers from their 43 shots. And there were also 38 from 80 shots um, from field goal range. So they were 47.5% from field goal range. The Celtics were chalk and cheese. Mm-hmm. Game one to game two, yeah, um, and and that was typified by by um, Jalen Brown scoring thirty points. Uh, he was just sensational. He was six of ten from three point range and eleven of eighteen from field goal range. You had Jason Tatum scoring twenty nine points, ten of twenty and five from ten mm-hmm. uh, from from three point range. But then you look at the Bucks. Giannis was maintaining. He he pretty much had more points than in the in game one twenty eight yep. points. But it was all the other guys around him that didn't contribute as much as they did in game one. And yeah. that's where the Celtics managed to to really take the game to the Bucks, where they said, we will not fall for the same trick twice. Mm-hmm. We're going to make it hard on everybody. And Brooke Lopez, he was really, really, really 
defended well and he was poor in game two because in game one you know he was one of the main contributors he he, he him and Giannis on the defensive end did really a, a heck of a lot of work but he only scored six points but they were a vital six points yeah game two he scores two points so it just goes to show you you know uh, sorry um he scored yeah two points it goes to show you that the Celtics managed to maintain the defensive pressure mm-hmm. but also make the buckets which is not what happened in game one absolutely but it was a home game yeah and I think that's the other thing yes the Celtics do travel well do you think that Boston can now say, okay, fine, we found our mojo again. We know how to beat these Bucks. Let's do it again in Milwaukee um, and, and, and get this, this train really going? Look, uh, I think the fact that they were playing at the Garden also played to their advantage. But look, th- 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 that's the Milwaukee Bucks. They, they've found their groove from last, su- last season when they took the championship, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think with, with, let me take it back a little bit with Brook Lopez. I think he's one of the oldest guys on the floor when they played the Boston Celtics, yeah. right? Yeah, him and Al Horford, uh, they know uh, each the, other from 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 uh, from tadpole stage. <laughs> so 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 those are the two vets. So it's easy to 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 lock down, especially uh, a, a, a Brook Lopez who came recently from injury and he's looking slower than what an Al Horford is looking. You know, he's yeah, l- less it, athletic way, and, and it, slower. So weirdly, and he's a year younger than Al Horford, but but he's looking slower because he's from versus injury. Thirty-five, yeah. He's from injury, and 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 naturally, I think he is a bit slower than Al yeah. Horford. But um, and then uh, the, the 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 absence of Chris Middleton, right? No, Middleton's so, so, a so, big so, loss. So that, that's a big loss to the Bucks. But Cyrus, I know that the 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 Drew Holiday. And Yanis Atatakumpo know how to turn it up. And I, yeah. and I think when they're at home, more so. Because that home crowd gives you that motivation. And these are the kind of times where Yanis is like, maybe I might just give you a 50-piece with a dip and a biscuit on the side. You know? Yeah, look, he's got the ability to do that. Right? And you know he can do it. Yeah. He, he can give you a 40-piece and a 50-piece in the next game. And th- that's Yanis Atatakumpo for you. So I think... The 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 Boston Celtics are gonna really have to dig deep. I mean, Imao Udoka is gonna have to recently. I mean, realistically, outcoach Mike Budenholzer. It's gonna be tough if 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 he wants to win, especially in Milwaukee. But I'm not saying it's impossible because these Celtics have shown us that they can box with the best of them. No, they definitely can, and if they they are fearless. Yep. The guys go for it. You had Grant Williams playing at a really high level in game two. Mm-hmm. You had Peyton Pritchard, Pritchard show up in, in game two. Yep. Um, so a lot of the supporting cast, Robert Williams has been fantastic on the defensive end and hit some some And, some, and that's what they need buckets. from him. And, but this is the thing for me that we need to also remember about Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. They lose away from home. Mm-hmm. And it happens a lot. People forget what the NBA Finals was like last season where the, the Bucks lost the first two games. Yep. And they lost them pretty big. I mean, the first game, uh, Phoenix won 118 to 105. Um, it was pretty much the same in, in game two, 118 to 108. And then the Bucks turned it on at home, where they were like 120 versus 110, I mean, uh, versus 100. They absolutely smoked Phoenix in game three. Um, then it was closer in game four. But this is the thing, is that the Bucks know they've, they've done part of the hard work, which mm-hmm. is getting that road win yeah the first road win. so the series is Mm 1-1 but although the boston celtics have won the most recent game 
I think the Bucks will look at this and say, now we're going to take you to our house. Yeah. And what we got to do is hold serve at home. And if we do that, we're 3-1 up in the series. And then we're going to be ta- talking a completely different story when we get back to TD Garden in Boston. So I think that the, the Milwaukee Bucks always have a couple of really bad games within them in a series yep. where they get blown out or really beaten up. But then they're able to just rest almost on home comforts by saying, it is very hard for people to come to Fiserv Forum and think that they're going to just, you know, have their own way with us. Mm-hmm. We know how hard we play. Our fans make it really difficult, and we're going to give them a hard time. So I think that the Boston Celtics will have to play at a really high level in order to win in Milwaukee. They mm-hmm. made it look easy when they beat Brooklyn in 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 Brooklyn. Yeah, because the Brooklyn Nets just had nothing to, uh, going for them, even though they had two superstars on that roster. Yep, the Bucks are a bigger team. They play with with a heck of a lot of flow and and fluidity. They're the current champions. Mm -hmm. um, And so they know what it takes to win. And they know what it takes to come back from from losing positions. So I think that they'll be more than ready for the challenge that will be coming. It's whether or not Jalen Brown can maintain this. And I think that Jalen Brown has also showed he blows hot and cold. So he scored a 30-piece in Game Mm 2. What is he going to deliver in Game 3 and Game 4? That's the critical thing. Look, Cyrus, but I'm not saying it's impossible because... The what, what, like I'll go back just before we move on. What the Celtics have showed us this postseason is they can do it. We, yeah, we, we, yeah, without, they've got the ability to with, yes. without having a bona fide superstar. Because no, they do. Who, who, Jason Tatum. He's a Jason star, Tatum Cyrus. is a superstar. No, he's a star. Yeah, we disagree Cyrus, here because he really is a superstar. He's a star. He's a superstar be, be, because I mean, what superstar stuff has he achieved? So you're talking about it from achievement perspective because yeah. we can say that about a heck of a lot of people who played on teams. Is Chris Paul a superstar? Absolutely. Do you know why? What has he achieved? What has he achieved? Cyrus, you can't ask me what but, he but, has achieved. But, but this is the point I'm making. Has Jason Tatum we're, we're ever about, taken we're a franchise about, to the conference finals or to the finals? Um, no. Kaunda. Kaunda. No, so, he but, hasn't. But but, but, but Chris I Paul think, has. I think we're getting we're getting kind of twisted here. In the no, sense that, we're not because you're trying to lie no, no, to no. the people. I think that you <laughs> are trying to undersell somebody who really is Cyrus, a superstar. If Jason Tatum takes, I, I know, them, I know if exactly. Jason Tatum I, takes it to takes the Boston Celtics to, to the, the conference, conference finals, finals or, a, or even then to even to, further to the NBA finals. He, he, he's a superstar in my eyes. Oh, uh, or let me just say something to you because at at any point, and this is the, the reason why it's a bit of a moot moot uh, discussion here is that you're going to change your 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 mind next season when he he will be dubbed a superstar, and then you'll be like, you see, he wasn't a superstar uh, then. But and I'm but, like, but, no, but yeah, I'm we, not saying those you of won't us who be. see it. I, I, I'm not saying you won't be. Okay, before we move on, like I can tell you something now. Uh-huh. Ja Morant is not a superstar. He's a star about to become a superstar, just like Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. It's just that maybe it's taken Jason Tatum a bit longer because he, he's been in the league longer than Ja Morant. But you understand where I'm, where I'm coming yeah, from, right? Yeah, I get you. I get you. I, Would I'm, you say mm-hmm. Jason Tatum is on the same level as Luka Doncic? Because Luka Doncic is a superstar. You know what, though? Um, I, I must say that they're on a similar level. I, okay. I actually think that he is on the same level as Luka Doncic. Okay. Because if, man, we've really gone off off, off, off topic here. But we'll end it if, here. <laughs> if, if we look at it yeah. and we say, can this guy win a game for his team single-handedly? Yes. Can he win a, a heck of a lot of games for his team single-handedly? Yes. Can I guess, he yeah. get his team to one of the highest seedings in his conference? Yeah. Yes, and all of those things are true about Jason Tatum. So I, I think where we're, we're coming from this is that 
I feel he's a superstar already. Okay. You don't want to anoint him that yet. And yep. I get that because it's a body of work thing for you. Yeah. And that's why I was saying it will change next season and, 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 when he is and, doing and, what, and what you're And the fact that you compared him to CB3, I see you in the parking no, lot. No, look. I will you, see you in the parking I lot, I got Cyrus my gloves Rangers. in the car, buddy. Let me just say this. <laughs> and, and this is also the reason I, it wasn't a comparison around Chris Paul because uh-huh. Chris Paul is obviously a superstar. But the, re, the reality was Hall of Famer. about the, the word achievement. Okay. What is achievement? Okay. And the, the thing is that people then say achievement is conference finals, NBA finals, yeah. trophies, all of yeah. that stuff. And Jason Tatum and Chris Paul have the exact same amount of NBA titles. So with look, that look, being look, said, no, no, you, because then you're going to tell me that DJ Mbenga is as much a superstar and, 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 as, and, and as Alan is, Iverson. And, and no, this is come where on you're now. coming with your nonsense. Come on. We're going to move on to the next thing. <laughs> Everybody at home be like, whoa, these guys. Yeah, it's really cooking in here right now. All right, let, let's move but, right along. But so. I do think, though, uh, just to end the Tatum discussion here, is uh-huh. that I think that he's got the capabilities to take this Boston Celtics team to the next level in this series sure and potentially beat... Giannis and the Bucks, um, but I older. also feel as if Giannis and them have another gear that they can rise to, and Monster. and the problem with losing somebody like Middleton mm-hmm. is that I mean Boston didn't have Marcus Smart either, so yeah. they, they were you know, in in a way, and I I use this lightly hamstrung by not having him there, but the thing that is most important is. What do the rest of the guys do? Mm-hmm. What does Wesley Matthews do? Mm-hmm. Javon Carter, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, uh, Pat Bobby Connerton, Portis. Bobby Portis. Um, I think Portis, Drew Holiday, and Giannis will deliver regardless. Yeah. It's those other guys. Connerton, Grayson Allen, because Grayson Allen had a really poor game too. Yeah. Can he deliver in game three? And and I think that's where Bud and the rest of the Bucks have to really look at this and say, you guys are the reason why we won game one so convincingly mm. and also why you made it seem as if we didn't miss Chris Middleton because we shared all of the stuff that Middleton would have brought. Mm. I don't think that game ends as a blowout mm. if Middleton's there because he brings so much on the on the offensive end and the, and defensive, the defensive end. end. But, but that's it. So and, let's, and to be honest with you, Cyrus, mm-hmm. you know, w- with all due respect to the Celtics, when I heard that Marcus Smart was injured, yeah, I thought that was going to be a blowout by way of yeah. Milwaukee. I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, hold up. Wait a minute. These kids in the other green, they got no, some stuff in them. And, 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 and I think, you know, I know I haven't anointed him a superstar yet, underscore yet, uh, italicized bold. Uh-huh. But Jason Tatum has a big part to play in them performing the way they did, even without Marcus Smart on yeah. both the offensive and dis- defensive no, end. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. And and I think this is the, 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 the critical thing here, but is that we have to remember, by the way, Jason Tatum has been to the Eastern Conference Finals before. Twice. Not as but a anyway. leader. Not uh, as a leader. But, but anyway, that's... that's, that's <laughs> Not as a leader. I think the thing here is you have to look at the Boston Celtics and say, who do they turn to when they really need scoring? Mm-hmm. And... It's Jason Tatum. Jason and Jalen. Jalen Brown is the the secondary scorer in my eyes. And yeah. he, he took the lead in game two. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tatum is the superstar on that team. And and I think that everybody knows that. It's a question of how well can you can you handle him. Mm-hmm. And I think that with the Bucks, Giannis is one of those conundrums where he's going to get his 24, 25 and up points yeah. in a game. Will that be the thing that kills you? So that's why I think Game 3 is going to be fantastic to watch because I think that the Bucks will bring it. 
I think you'll be at home and they'll be like, right, we, we, we went and we saw your Boston. Now you're going to see our Milwaukee. Straight up. Okay. We, we're going to run out of time because we really went into something else there. But let's talk yeah. about the Warriors-Grizzlies series right now. And, and Ja Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., the rest of the Grizzlies, in fact, and, and how well they've played because this Warriors team was beaten by this Grizzlies team in the play-in game last season. Mm, mm. But the Grizzlies are just, they are not afraid. They don't care whether it's the Warriors, the Lakers, LeBron James. They don't care who it is. They're going to no. go for it and they're going to play their game and they're going to try and win. Yep. And and the Grizzlies in game two, um, they they it was interesting because I felt sometimes with young teams, when you get beaten late in a game, mm. um, it can knock you. You can start to doubt yourself, start mm. thinking maybe we were just, you know, it was a fluke we got there, all mm. of this stuff. The self-belief in this Grizzlies team is sky high. And even game two was, it was no um, blowout by any stretch. No, it wasn't a walk in the It was a heck of a, of a game. And when you look at how much they had to do in order to win, everybody's going to look at Ja Morant and say, 57 points to win. That's a, that's a heck of an achievement. LeBron James and Kobe Bryant, the only other two players to have done it at such a young age. Mm, 40, mm. Uh, no. 40 plus points, 45 plus points. Look, Ja Morant... Uh, Open brackets, chama, close brackets, is uh, <laughs> is a transcendent player, Cyrus. He he has arrived, and and I think he knows that. Let me let me take it back a little bit. I think beating the Warriors in the playing game last season, yeah, gave them some sort of motivation. Yeah, like we can do it. Obviously, you go into that you go into that game initially as Ja Morant, and you're like, this is Steph. This is one of the best yeah. point guards to ever lace up in the history of the NBA. You know, they, you got Draymond Green, you got all the other pieces around, and you're like, okay, can we beat them? And then they beat them. Mm. Then they meet them again, and like, can we do it again? Then game one, if you notice, game one was so close. Yeah, I mean, I, I got to give it gosh. up to to Clay to Thompson being that two way player that we know him yeah. to be. Yeah. And Steph defending on Jamarant on those final plays. I was like, wow, this those young vets, boy got they, hands. They, they came for it, and, he, and he's and, got and, hands. But you impressive. saw the final play. What did they do? They caused confusion and put the ball in Jazz's hands. That's belief in your superstar. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, no, yeah. No, he's not a superstar. Well, you're your star player. In your star player saying, we're going to give it to Ja. Ja can finish games. Ja, ja can get that final layup and, and we can take this by a and, point. And he, right? does it so, and he does it so he often. He does it so often and he's comfortable doing it. And he's so athletic and he's, yeah. he's got those rocket calves. But... Obviously, he was defended well, and they lost that game. Yeah, I think it, it, it that, that that loss showed them that no, we could have won it. It was just, yeah, yeah. Look, I, I was defended well. It was good offense, but better defense, right? Everybody always mm, talks about mm. good defense and better offense, but it was the other way yeah, around, right? Yeah, because you know the, the 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 Warriors put the clamp down. Game two, it was like okay, I can bring it. I'm Ja Morant. I think I think you know he's beginning to to realize that he's Ja Morant, and well, he he's a star on the I, ride. I, I, I don't even know if if. If that's ever been in question for him, his re- self belief his self belief has been sky high from mm. minute one, and I think it's been instilled in him by his dad. Uh, I mean, their training sessions are legendary, all of that stuff. Mm. Mm. So I don't think Jazz ever doubted himself. Mm-hmm. I think he's, if anything, he's always wanted to test himself against the best. Yeah, I think. Well, the, here we go. Uh, this is exactly it. the The difference with the Grizzlies is you only have one Jazz in that team. Yep, you've got a lot of really good players around him, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you know, you never know who. 
of, of those players will step up. Now, Desmond Bain has been one of those revelations all season long, right? Yep. In the sense that he's just been hitting shot after shot, making things look easy, making it look as if he should have been like, you know, uh, a lottery pick. Uh, but then in game one, Jolof, Desmond sorry. Bain. Jolof. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know the Jolof <laughs> connections there. And then Desmond Bain scores nine points in game one. Yep. And then you're like, okay, maybe he's not that guy. And and I think this is what's critical is that you look at him and he was like one of five from three-point range and three of ten. That's game one, right? Range. That's, field go- that, that's game one. Uh-huh. Game two, things change in the sense that it's not as if Desmond Bain has been like really good working. He only scores five points. But the thing about it is that Ja then takes on the responsibility when the other guys are not performing. Mm-hmm. So in this one, Jaron Jackson uh, Jr. scores 12 points in game two compared to game one where he scored 33 points. So the Warriors had the Grizzlies where they wanted them, where these guys who are generally good performers for them are not performing at the level that they need to be at. But the thing they couldn't do was stop Ja Morant, which is what they did late in game one. Yeah. Now you look at the Warriors and they say, okay, fine. Much like the Bucks that we were talking about. If you want to win a series, you've got to win away from, from home at least twice. And they took game one. So losing game two will sting, especially after losing Gary Payton II to, um, to um, that elbow injury, fracture. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. And potentially, um, I think uh, Dylan Brooks might get suspended. I, I have a feeling it's going to happen because of the severity of the injury. That he, he, might, he, might, he might follow the Draymond Green... Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens, but I I think that's probably going to happen, um, and that makes things a lot more difficult for for Memphis in San Francisco at Golden State because yep. the Warriors shot poorly. They shot really poorly in the in, in in across both games. When you look at it, I mean, game two in particular, though they only lost by like five points. Mm-hmm. You look at the numbers, and they're they're crazy. Clay was 5 for 19 from field goal range, 2 for 12 from three-point range. He shot 16.7% from three. Um, you look at Steph, he was 11 of 25, which is 44% from the field, but three from 11 from three-point range. That's a 27.3% counter. And then you look at, at um, Jordan, uh, Jordan, Jordan Poole, 8 of 16, so that's 50% from the field, not bad, but 1 of 6 from three from three-point, that's 16.7%. Now, these guys all scored pool, 20 points. Curry, 27 points. Clay Thompson, 12 points. Those guys will shoot better at home. True. And I think this makes this series a lot different if the Warriors start to hit three-pointers as they have been. Now, that could be defensive pressure. That could be them just being bad uh, on that day. Yeah. But you need the Warriors to be that bad across a heck of a lot of games in order to beat them. And I don't think the Warriors will have cold stretches much like this consistently in order to allow the, the Grizzlies to get into games more. Considering that they also have the Grizzlies, a big in Jaron Jackson Jr., who's been fantastic on the defensive end, but picks up so many fouls mm-hmm. that fouls out regularly. Yeah. And you need him late in a game. So yeah. I think that's why I'm backing the Warriors in games uh, three and four. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, John Moran scored 47. What He could drop 50, 60 um, if the Warriors can't find something to to, to stop him. Look, I, I've got a sneaking suspicion that the, the, the Grizzlies might take one on the road. Because, you know, when you look, I mean, I love your analysis to say they would ha- that the Warriors would have to perform bad along a long stretch for the Grizzlies to take, you know, wins from them. But I'm sure 
an educated analyst once said the same thing about the Brooklyn Nets against the Boston Celtics. Like they would have to really perform badly to be swept by this Celtics bunch. Definitely. Then boom. Definitely. Brooms were out in full swing. But, 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 but I'm but not saying the Grizzlies could sweep the Warriors because this no, is the Golden State Warriors. I, I, I get your point. I will say this um, to counter that. Do you think the Warriors will shoot 18.4% from three again? I don't know. Because you could have asked me, do you think Kevin Durant to have that many turnovers again? And yes, he did. I and that's to, one of the most deadly NBA players on the planet. That is... Okay, point taken. That is point taken. A gold that, medal, Olympic winning, but, but championship back to back, finals MVP. But Kevin that's Durant. why we have shows, right? Because yeah. at the end of the day, we have to give an opinion. And so and my opinion about that is, is that the, you have the, no the, opinion. The Warriors <laughs> can. No, the Warriors yeah. can. They can be bad again. It, it, it's nothing strange. So do you think that the Warriors, um, who are generally seen as one of the better shooting teams in the NBA, mm-hmm. will have a stretch? That will allow the... Because the problem here is... And I'm not even going to ask it as a question. I'm going to make a statement. Okay. The Grizzlies beat this Warriors team by five. Mm. That shot 18.4% from three. Mm -hmm. They will need the Warriors to shoot in the low teens or the the, the high teens or low 20s from three across the next couple of games in order to beat them. Mm -hmm. Do you think that that it's... that the, the Grizzlies have it in them to take advantage of poor shooting from the Warriors again because I don't know if those two things uh, line up again. The hot, really red-hot Grizzlies and a really ice-cold Warriors. It can happen. Do you think it will? It yes. can. I, I, Dude, I, I, the sun I, I, could I, I, not come up tomorrow. I, I, I'm saying it's possible. No, it, it always comes up. <laughs> yeah, Just sure. like in Arizona. Uh-huh. Uh, I think... And I'm putting I'm, I'm putting it my, my I'm putting it on the line here. The, the the Grizzlies might win one in San Francisco, not two, because I, I I don't think the Warriors are that bad that they'll just go back to back to back, you, you know, like you know, mm-hmm. just performing poorly. But they, there's a possibility that they might win the first. They might uh, the Warriors will win the first game, and then lose the second one. I think if there's a chance for the Grizzlies to take one, it will probably be Game Three. You reckon? Um, because it, you're both playing. Because I know Steph. You, and, but you're both playing in a new environment okay. uh, in that game one. Uh-huh. In the sense that, yes, now the fans are different and mm. the experience is different. So it's harder to to lift yourself in an away game for the second one mm-hmm. rather than the first one where you're like, all right, everybody's playing off the same foot here. Let's mm-hmm. go for it. If we smack them in the mouth, we can take the crowd out very, very early. Sure so thing. I feel if there is going to be a, uh, you know, a game stolen, game one is uh, rather game, game three, three might be the one. But I just don't see the Warriors shooting that poorly uh, in the next game or even the game after that. Okay. In the sense that you, you had all three of their main shooters really not finding any range at all. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be a, a thing that has to be consistent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm in order to give the Grizzlies an opportunity to get past them. And I yeah. just don't see it happening. I really don't see it, it happening. It could happen again, Cyrus. This is basketball. You have off days. It's sport. There, there yes, are times, that's true. There, there are times when you think, how can Steph shoot that bad? That's the best shooter. I don't see it happening. That's I, all I, I'm I see saying. it happening once. If the Grizzlies, One more if the time. Grizzlies beat them, I don't think it will be because the Warriors shot poorly from three. Okay. I think it will be the, because the Grizzlies managed to find their scoring touch and uh-huh. managed to, to, to go toe-to-toe. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the Grizzlies will look at a performance like they had in Game 2 and think that that will be good enough to beat the Warriors again because the Warriors were really, really bad. But do you think uh, postseason clay has been clay? 
the whole season, Clay hasn't really been Clay. That, that's where I'm going. So if you can manage, because you can't shut down Steph, that's almost virtually impossible. But if you can slow down Steph, they've done it. And they've done it. With the fact that Clay, I don't think Clay's feeling 100% Clay. But you know what I'm saying? So you force them to keep deferring to Clay. And if mm-hmm. Clay performs poorly and you, 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 you slow down Steph, you 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 have You've a fighting a chance. chance. You you have a fighting chance. But you also then and have then Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole. I was about to and say Jordan Poole then has to clo- shut down his pool party. Then then you're good. But not not necessarily. Well, this is the thing. You, and you know what I mean? Why. Be, because Jordan Poole, I think to me, apart from Steph, I, I mean Steph and Clay, the Splash Brothers. I think there's the, the Splash cousin, he, he, as I call him. The has, Splash cousin has yeah. been that. He, you know, he's been that X factor for them. Splash Poole. Yeah, well, yeah, he's the splash pool. He's been that yeah. X factor, Cyrus, but, and but I, that's but that's and I true. think that's where I might agree with you because you have to expect Steph, Clay, and, and Jordan, Jordan to be bad, yeah. and and I think chances of that happening are slim. And and that's the point I've been making this entire time is the sense that it's the Warriors, mm. not just Clay, not just Steph. But Jordan Poole, as well as somebody like Jonathan Kuminga, who doesn't necessarily have to have a monster 30-point game, mm, mm. but if he contributes 15 points, yeah. that's a heck of a lot that, that could be brought in. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the guys like, I mean, even Andrew, Wiggins. even Andrew Wiggins can, can, Wiggins, can have Wiggins a can hot game. Wiggins can definitely have, a, can hot have a hot, day. Day. A hot, dame, a hot him, game. I saw him put up a post in game two. I was like, whoa, but, hello, Andrew. But Wiggins, has <laughs> got he's got the capabilities. That's also the other thing in the sense that, you know, when you look at it across both of these games, Wiggins scored games. Uh, 16 points in game two mm-hmm. and 17 points in game one. That's not a, to death. It's not to death. Honest contribution. Yeah. I think that the Warriors do always need to get something from Draymond mm-hmm. um, outside of just the defending and, and, and assisting. True. And if he give, gives them a little bit of a scoring punch, not a heck of a lot, it helps. Otto Porter Jr. could also potentially score some buckets. I'm not mm. even looking at the likes of Damian Lee, who has had hot games in the past, or even yeah. Juan Toscano Anderson, who will probably play because Gary Payton II is out. He's injured now, but yeah. The Warriors do have pretty good scoring from those three guys. And when you look at what the Grizzlies have to do in order to stop them, because if the Warriors really go at somebody like Jaron Jackson Jr. Mm. and really attack the paint, they could get them in foul trouble because I think that's likely. I think that could be a strategy for them because once mm. they get the big guy out of the way, uh, Look, you know, it, 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 it more than evens things out, especially because they don't have a bona fide big guy available to them at the moment. And then they get rid of that big guy from Memphis. Yeah. But you look at somebody like Tillman, he's been playing well. You look at somebody like Melton, he's been playing well. Um, Brandon Clark has been playing well. So yeah. they've got all of these players where this Grizzlies team has got contributors. Yeah. But I think that the Warriors have stars. And that, for me, is where this uh, the no, game let, let could me correct change. you. The Warriors have superstars. Not Jordan Poole. Three of them. But anyway. Draymond Green. Yeah, no, Clay Thompson. And, and, and Curry, need I say the third one? Yeah, <laughs> but, but, but as well What's as up to championship, championship experience, right? Yes. Look, it's all well, it's all well and good. We should make a T-shirt. Counter didn't believe in you. Um, no, 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 no. Anyway, no, no. no didn't rate you yet. A- didn't every- rate you yet. A- everybody heard you. Um, but yeah, I think the series has just been fantastic, and I think that the Warriors um, can can turn it up a notch. I think that's what's really different here is that mm. they, they won their road game. They're generally pretty good at home, and mm-hmm. I think that they'll have the crowd behind them. That Chase Center atmosphere is going to be pretty incredible. It's madness, Cyrus. Uh, it, turns, so we'll see. It, it turns yellow and blue like you've mm-hmm. never seen, and 
when I see E40 sitting by the uh, sidelines, I'm like, oh, Lord. It, then it's on. It, this he, is he's, on. It's the reverse Drake curse. Um, <laughs> but but let's let's move on from here um, while we, we, we wrap up the show a little bit. Let's yes, talk sir. about the other series. We've got the Heat versus the um, the 76ers. Mm-hmm. Now, the 76ers are obviously missing Joel Embiid here. Yeah. And um, and that game one was it was an eye opener in the sense that you had this Heat team mm-hmm. just literally tear apart the Seventy Sixers mm-hmm. from the second half, and there's a lot that was lobbed at um, um, Doc Rivers about his selection of DeAndre Jordan, and uh, you know, should Jordan even be getting anywhere near the starting, uh, you know, uh, five? Should he be on the court at all? But that's also taking away from how well the Heat played. And and I think the Heat are just, they're just so good, Kaunda. They're just so good as a team. They don't necessarily need everybody playing at the very best. Jimmy mm-hmm. Butler scored 15 points. He wasn't re- particularly good. He was uh, 31% from the field, uh, 5 of 16. But then you had uh, Bam Adebayo scoring 24, Tyler Hero scoring 25, and then you got 10 points from P.J. Tucker, 10 points from Gabe Vincent, and then just bits and pieces everywhere else. Whereas the Sixers, it was Tobias Harris, of all people, top scoring for them for tw- with 27. Yep. 19 from Tyrese Maxey, 16 from James Harden, and nobody else could hit, hit the teens. Uh, Cyrus, I, I think over-dependence on your superstar sometimes can come back to bite you. Especially yeah. if your other superstar, James Harden, is not exactly superstarring at yeah, the time. Yeah. I'm sure you saw the videos of Tyrese Maxey not even wanting to sit next to him. I don't know what was going on there, but uh, you things know, happen. Things happen on teams. I mean, the, the Heat themselves have had their own you know, uh, bench uh, shenanigans. But I think, Cyrus, as much as we're missing Joel Embiid on the 76ers side and, and, and performances from uh, James Harden and and that, but let, let, let's keep it 100. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Miami Heat are a great team. They are. They're, they they're are. the same team that took the Lakers all the way to, to, the, to, to the finals in, in the bubble. And they haven't really changed much. Uh, maybe uh, P.J. Tucker as an addition. and oh, you know, Kyle Lowry. Kyle who, Lowry. Yeah, Kyle injured. Lowry, of course. But, but, but let, let, let's give credit where credit's due. Yeah. The, the guys from South Beach are great. I mean, they're the number one seed in the East. And, for and a there's, reason. There's a reason why they were that, right? And And... and I, I think I like the look of them. It, it's it's just a pity, but that you and I are usually backing the the, the, the African star. But hey, there's Bam Adebayo. Yeah. So Victor so, Oladipo. Victor Oladipo. So it's it's all good, right? Yeah. So we we, we can't just say ah oh, we, 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 we got, got back. plenty horses in this race. Gabe so, Vincent. Gabe Vincent. Yeah, I was about to say we got plenty of uh, you Ma- know Matisse Tybul. There you go. So 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 it's fine. I I I think Cyrus, these kind of things happen. I mean, remember when your Warriors lost KD and. Uh, and and clay all in one series yeah the final series so injuries will happen sorry it's a long season it's a part of the game yeah it's a part um, of the we game we don't like it at all no we don't but the other thing being and let's take it back to performance the heat just look as if you know that game one almost sucked the life out of the 76ers i mm. can't see where they're going to come back in this um you know they say that Embiid will be back for game three and game four and Philly, mm. you know potentially wearing a mask i mean you might have to wear the batman suit um, but whatever Why are you mean, putting such visions in my head? Look, it's just a I'm a visual gigantic guy, Batman. You know, I'm Batman. Um, but the thing about where you probably the be like, is, I'm French man. We'll talk <laughs> that, about that another later. story. But the thing about the Sixes though is that they need James Harden to do some stuff, 
And I've been listening to a lot of commentators and, and podcasts and what have you, and they've been talking about Harden obviously not being what, you know, a shadow of, of the Harden that was playing in Houston at mm. his peak. Mm. But there's a lot of reasons behind that. I mean, he's not getting the calls that he was getting back then. Yeah. The, so the free throw attempts are, are at an all-time low. And I mean, if you look at it, he only attempted four free throws in, in game one. And that's James Harden. Uh, I mean, the king of the free throws. And and it's one of those things where refs are just not giving him the call. So he, what he should then look at trying to get more out of his scoring. And he's shooting 5 of 13. So he's not even taking a lot of shots. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the difference here in the sense that when Embiid's there, you're not too worried about it because he takes a lot of the, the, the scoring load. But when yeah. he's not there, James Harden has got to take those opportunities. Let him shoot 30 shots, you know, if need be. But the thing is, he cannot just be docile and just wait for other people to do the work. That will never get them anywhere. So I think that the Heat are in a really great position here because they've got the 76ers team pretty much in the mud again. All Doc Rivers is doing right now is covering his own butt and saying, oh, well, this didn't work. I'm going to play DeAndre again. And, you know, he's not talking about what they're going to do in order to change things, in order to get this team firing in game two. And that's a critical thing. And not just game two, but the rest of the series. Yeah. So um, to try and, and cut it a little short here, do you think that the this is the series, the Heat? I mean, I think if we look at our brackets, you picked the Heat to, to, to take this, or did you think it was the Sixers? I, I thought the Sixers would go all the way with this one. Okay. Uh, and, because and primarily uh, off Joel Embiid. Oh, off Joel Embiid and James Harden gelling so well. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a believer in uh, Tyrese Maxey and Matisse Tybel's, uh, you know, defensive prowess. So I thought, you know, they've got, at they've least got I can pieces, mention, yeah. you know, four to five pieces here that work. And even, even Tobias Harris. Cyrus. Yeah. Never, never underestimate the Harris. Yeah, he, well, he, he's not I, Joe I, Harris. I will continue. But it's the Bias Harris. Yeah, but but the thing is, I picked the Heat to win this series, oh. um, and primarily of the great team play, being able to to utilize their players' freshness, um, and and the other thing for me was that Miami are just so well put together as as a roster. Yeah, that they have people who can contribute up and down that roster. Duncan Robinson hasn't been playing mm-hmm. and he's somebody who can shoot well. Yep. Uh, Victor Oladipo has been playing minutes and he's somebody who can actually bring a heck of a lot to the table as well. Yep. And that's outside of the guys who you'd normally uh, talk about. I mean, Max Struess, who was somebody that I brought up in Summer League, if you remember. Yep. I was like, Max Struess, this guy is looking fantastic and he's been doing some some stuff for them. So uh, I've even left out Tyler Hero who's been, I mean, the sixth man of the year. Yep. Right? Uh, now go. properly crowned sixth man of the year yep. and he's been one of those real spark plugs in this team so there's so many different players that the Heat can call on to contribute uh, like PJ Tucker mm-hmm. who I just look at this and say yep I just don't see the Sixers saying okay when Joel Embiid sits and James Harden sits we're still going to maintain they can't maintain because mm-hmm. the Heat will just keep coming at you yep because look, because Joel is a he's great for them. First, the size, yeah, the agility, he's just he's just his capability. He, he shoots from range. He, the paint is his home, and, and, and you know, missing him, and and then you got James Harden who looks like he's literally clutching and not being clutch. Yeah, uh, gosh, you, you know, you got problems. It's 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 looking tough, but we'll see how that series goes. Um, right. And then uh, to end off, let's talk about the Mavericks versus Suns. I mean, you know, it's crazy for me because we're going on about uh, Ja Morant, rightly so, for scoring 47 points in a win. Mm-hmm. But then Luka Doncic scores 45 points <laughs> in a loss, and, and he, he had 12 rebounds, 8 assists. But this Phoenix Suns team, 
really look like presumptive champions, right? Cyrus, they've been there before last season, and they came so close. They literally tasted mm. the Larry O'Brien trophy. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I think when you look at one uh, CP3, we mentioned him earlier, you rather disrespectfully that let's move on <laughs> don't get do, it twisted do, do, you, you know this i, I like chris paul as i know player. and you had the nerve to compare him to <laughs> some, some young buck uh, but i'm i'm there that guy has never even been on the banana boat and you and I, but anyway uh never will <laughs> the might. banana boat might. has been deflated <laughs> cyrus but think about it from both a Devin Booker and a Chris Paul perspective. Yeah. Devin Booker knows he can. He's been there. He, they just couldn't get past Giannis. Yeah. Then you 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 look at Chris Paul. These are the his latter years. Yeah. He, if he needs a chip, this is the time, Cyrus. Time is running out. I mean, yeah. he's like one year younger than LeBron. Oh, dude, LeBron is not. Uh, yeah, he is. He is right. But so I don't look at LeBron which, as which the, makes the yardstick. But yeah, no, no, he but, is. But, but but which means he's a pretty old guy. Yeah, no, yeah. look, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be in, surprised in if he dyes his hair in, in basketball yeah, terms. Yeah, no, definitely in, in basketball terms. Definitely. He's, a, he's a pretty old guy. Which means if he doesn't do it now, it won't his, be done. His chances are very limited, unless he like joins the Warriors next season or something. And, and then, even then, you know, you, as you, you Cousins found is. out. It, you know, it, sometimes the chips just don't yeah. fall. But 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 I'm I'm thinking that's more than a motivator because if you remember the late great Kobe Bryant spoke to Devin Booker before he died, some seasons before he mm. died, and told him, "Dude, you're phenomenal. Be great. Be the." And he gave him those signed sneakers. Yeah. and I think that lit Devin Booker up because he's definitely. he's just continued getting better. CP3 with Devin Booker, I think it works great combination. Well, Mikhail Bridges, Cameron Payne, Cam Johnson, DeAndre Cyrus, jo uh, sorry, DeAndre Ayton, DeAndre Ayton, Javel McGee, who's a multiple championship uh, mm -hmm. winner and a gold medalist at the Olympic. Cyrus, they, they, they have those great pieces around that can take them back to where they were last season yeah. and hopefully push for a championship. I'll just love if they met the Bucks again because it's like, oh, hello again. I, it it this has the potential to be another repeat finals a bit like you know warriors calves from back mm -hmm. in the day yeah. back in the day from a few years ago um and now we're, we're talking about the suns bucks potentially you know trying to uh, match up again i think uh, i agree with you completely devin booker in particular has just been he's been sensational the last couple of seasons and yeah. i've been a big fan of his for a long time um what's interesting about this suns team though is that they can hurt you from pretty much every position mm. and in that game one against the mavs Every single one of the starters scored in double double digits. Yeah, um, you had Bridges with thirteen points, Jay Crowder eleven points, or oh, Jay Crowder uh, twenty five points from uh, DeAndre Ayton, twenty three points from Booker, nineteen points from Chris Paul. You even got seventeen points from Cameron Johnson off the bench with campaign on nine points. So there's so much scoring mm. that they share across the team. You then look at it and they they rebound well as a team as well. Um, they they defend well as a team. There's so much they do well. So are you saying with so much scoring in the PHI? Yeah. Okay. It, that's it. Okay. Uh, it's kind of hard to see anybody <laughs> beating them. Um, but then the Dallas Mavericks, and this is potentially where you know beating the Utah Jazz so convincingly almost gave them a bit of a false dawn in the sense that mm -hmm. I mean, Luka Doncic scores 45 points in Game One against the Suns. And then you look at everybody else on the box score and you're like, Maxi Kleber, 19 points. Pretty good from you. Jalen Brunson, 13 points. Not good enough. Um, 15 points from Dorian Finney-Smith. Then seven from Reggie Bullock. Dwight Powell had four. 
eight from Spencer Dinwiddie. They need more from their role players and from yep. the other guys on this roster. Especially the likes of Spencer Dinwiddie. Exactly. I mean, I, I, I expect him to, to really uh, put up the numbers that are closer to, well, no, he really doesn't put up Doncic numbers, but I, I think if he was in the 20s, for me, that would be more comfortable, especially in the esteem that I hold Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah, I, I, I get you. I, I totally agree. And I think that that's where we need to see more from, from Dinwiddie. He's got the ability. We've seen yep. it before. Uh, but it's just not happening. And and I think that that's where Dallas have a big problem because Luca is the be-all and end-all of this team. Yeah. And if Luca's not doing it, then nobody's doing it. Though, in the previous series, when Luca wasn't there, you then saw that Jalen Brunson can actually come up there. Yeah, and the Finney Smith. Exactly. They were all all there. of them have the ability to do uh, much better. So it's finding that medium. And this is what Jason Kidd has to do. He has to be able to find the best out of all of these guys and say, look, you have to step up. This is the playoffs. It's do or die time. We cannot just be resting on our laurels, hoping that Luca pulls us out of this nonsense. And game one was it was a uh, it was an absolute hammering. One twenty one to one fourteen might seem closer than it was, but this the Suns never looked in danger really. So Cyrus, do you, do you think? Because this is what I found with some teams that they have uh, like a, a second scoring option guy, mm-hmm. but whenever the the primary scorer is on the floor, that player tends to shrink. And I've seen this in a couple of teams where like. Okay, Spencer, when Luca's not there, you are really good. But when Luca steps on the floor, you kind of shrink and you're like, ah, Luca will take care of things. Do, do, you, do you find that certain teams have that kind of temperament? Like, I, I think I'll so. even ask you this. When Steph is out of commission, Clay seems to be a different kind of player. But when Steph comes back, Clay sort of sometimes, you know, goes, okay, I'm too icy. So. I'm going to do what I need to do. But let's remember that when you have a star player, any team LeBron James has been on, Mm -hmm. he's been the primary guy. Yeah. And when you have other guys there like Kyrie Irving, who had the ability to do stuff, Mm -hmm. he didn't want to just sit back and wait for LeBron to do his thing and then for him to finally get a chance now and again. He's not the little brother. That's how he looked at it, right? So you've got a lot of these things. I think it's just that the difference between the big brother and little brother in these these spaces is Mm. it shouldn't be that big brother has all the buckets and little brother has none. It should be that they share some of that responsibility. And so Mm -hmm. it can't be that Luca does every single thing when they come up the the court. Um, And and also... uh, they have to be able to find different ways of playing as well. Mm-hmm. Because the the Mavericks were bad defensively. Mm-hmm. They just had no answer for anything that the, the Suns threw at them. When they had Aiton coming at them, they couldn't stop him. When they had Booker shooting, they couldn't stop him. Chris Paul passing, they couldn't stop him and scoring. So it's a question of what do the Mavericks do in order to stop the Suns and then what do they do to elevate their own their their own play? Mm-hmm. Because once you've done the defensive side of things, which is important, you have to be able to then say, okay, fine, now let's go forward. And that's also why there's been rumors about Rudy Gay potentially, uh, not Rudy Gay, uh, Rudy Gobert mm-hmm. potentially moving to the Dallas Mavericks because he gives them defense, mm-hmm. something that they don't necessarily have. They don't have a defensive structure that works well. And the, the defense the defense was pretty okay. It was average during the, the regular season. But yeah. adding somebody like uh, Rudy, yeah, Go- Rudy, Rudy yeah. Gobert gives them a, a defensive presence that they can try and work around then they can try and get um um Doncic to just go out and eat and do yeah. whatever he can so but Rudy Gobert is not on this roster 
we got to deal with what they have now. Mm-hmm. They don't have an answer. And so I think this is a sun series where they're like, look, let's just do what we got to do, take care of business, and we'll take care of this. And they might lose a couple um, because Doncic is that good, and they might get more from Brunson, Dinwiddie, maybe even the Latvian laser, um, Davis Bertans might hit a couple of threes. So you it's, never not, know. it's not completely off the uh, um, outside the realms of possibility, mm-hmm. but I do think the Suns are cruising in this one. Okay, I, I can't argue with that. Uh, big Suns fan. Actually, my bracket says the Bucks meet the Suns again in yeah, the finals. Yeah, that's so. exactly what mine says too. Yeah. So we've talked about all of the games that are happening in the second round. Um, I want to do something quickly, Kaunda, and it's the games to watch. We actually have games to watch this weekend, mm-hmm. game threes and game fours. So let's start on Saturday night. You've got the Celtics taking on the Bucks. That's at half past nine um, Central African time. Really great time. Saturday night, half past nine game. Goodness. Um, it's going to be great to watch. Game three, um, I'm going to ask you your pick. Celtics-Bucks, who do you think is going to win game three? Uh, Bucks are at home, Cyrus. It's Bucks all the way. Okay, and I'm going with the Bucks in that one as well. I think that the Bucks will do this. Um, just remember that this is the uh, post-up betting corner brought to you by Betcoza. So we've got another game. Mm-hmm. Sunday morning. Um, it's actually just late Saturday night, but <coughs> 2.30 in the morning. Grizzlies versus Warriors game three. First game at Chase Center. We've spoken about this series. You think that the Grizzlies might take one of the games. What do you think is going to happen in game one. three? So this, you think This is a Warriors game. Warriors for you. And I must say I will say the same thing because I think the Warriors um, might take the next two games. So I'm saying Warriors in that one. Sunday night, game four, Suns versus Mavericks. Half past nine uh, in the evening, Central African time. Um, this is a great one. Suns Mavs because <laughs> it's it's you know the second game in Dallas. Uh, we won't know what would have transpired in Game Three, but I think that it'll should it should still be a very interesting game to 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 take a watch, take a punt on. Who do you think that uh, could take that one? Cyrus, uh, I, I go Mavs in this one. I'm I'm, I'm going Mavs. all out. Mavs okay. in this one. Interesting Mavs to take it. I yeah yeah. This is this is the one for them. Well, that's Game Four. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go Suns. We'll see what happens there. Heat sixes, um, two in the morning on Monday morning. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, this is a tough one because the Heat could actually sweep this series uh, if they carry on, if the sixes carry on playing as badly as they did in game one. But uh, who's your pick? Heat, Cyrus. Uh, Heat, game four. Yeah, definitely Heat. Because, uh, but, but we're expecting on Embiid to be back, right? Embiid should be back for games three and four. But what version of him are we going to see? Uh, we, we, we don't know. The one that is still better than uh, DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but, but, but still, I think, I think the Heat are really cruising here. I still give it to the Heat, yeah? Okay, and I'm going to say Sixers. I think the Sixers are going to take game four um, and, and at least give their home fans something to be happy about. But then uh, who knows what happens after that. But that's our post-up betting corner. Uh, just remember, no persons under the age of 18 years are permitted to gamble. Winners know when to stop. There's a national responsible gambling program. You can get in touch with them at 0800 006008. That's if you're in South Africa, or you could WhatsApp help on 076-675-0710. Kanda, we've come to the end of the show. Um, it, the postseason just elongates the show because we love it so much. Yep. Um, I'm going to give everybody our, t- our social media handles once again, at Post Up Podcast on Twitter, 
at PostUpZone on Instagram, at PostUpZone on Facebook, and you could also go to PostUpZone.com for all things NBA from an African perspective. The WNBA season is starting this weekend. Yep. Uh, that's going to be fantastic. So many teams to watch, so many games to watch. The basketball never stops here on the PostUp Podcast. Uh, we'd like to thank our partners, Supersport.com, Betcoza, and the Podhouse. Uh, Kaunda, thank you so much, buddy. It's always good, and I'll close up with this one. Uh, Jason Tatum is yet to be a superstar. All right, well, you've got your opinion, and I will just say thank you, everybody, for taking your time to listen and also for getting in touch with us on our socials. Uh, stay tuned for more Post-Up Excellence next week. Catch you courtside. <laughs>